Welcome to Becoming Unstoppable, the podcast. So excited to have you here. I'm your host, Jen Parker, business mindset coach. I help and empower female entrepreneurs navigate through their self-sabotaging behaviors and resistance so they can become unstoppable. This podcast is proudly sponsored by my mastermind, taking you from feeling overwhelmed and exhausted in your self-sabotaging behaviors to feeling unstoppable. Enjoy the episode. And welcome to another episode of Becoming Unstoppable. I'm so excited to have today's guest, Dawn, who is going to be talking about her journey of becoming unstoppable and really about how she supports women. And I love how Dawn really helps women to identify where they are now and where they desire to be in their health and wellness journey and show them that that it is possible. And I love that, that showing that you can do it too. So welcome Dawn to the podcast. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. So thank you for inviting me and having me here today. It's so exciting. Looking forward to it. Yeah. And for those who are new to your world, can you just explain how you specifically help women to, you know, show them that anything is possible? How do you do that? Okay. So um, I am the proud business owner of New Dawn Pilates and Yoga Studio. We have a studio and we're based out um, near Brisbane. Um, And um, so basically I have this ethos of that we want to um, support ladies in particular around their holistic health. So that's supporting their physical health, their mental health, their emotional health, um, and their spiritual health as well. So it's more than just coming along and exercising. It's about making sure that, because I'm a big believer that um, if you're well and balanced in all areas of your life, you're more likely to look after yourself. You're more likely to exercise and you're more likely to eat well. So we also do online as well. So it's not just the local community that we serve. Um, and we do lots of things um, you know, to help ladies to make sure, particularly as they get older. And I think as we get older, realizing that um, you know, the body starts to slow down or ache a little bit more um, and just keeping them um, accountable. And we have a fantastic community as well to make sure that they're supported from all angles. Yeah, I love that. How powerful that you're able to help them, not just by the physical practice of yoga because I think sometimes in the west we become very focused on the physical asanas Mm -hmm. but I love how you talk about really focusing on that emotional aspect the spiritual aspect because you know there's so much it's in between the sessions that you go to a gym that you're making the you know life happens and so if we can give people those tools that's where that's where it's needed so I love how you're not just looking at the physical asanas you're looking at the emotional health the physical health the spiritual health and really about their wellness to become their true self that's amazing so thank you so much for sharing how you support people mm-hmm. um and i really would love to know from you dawn what what drew you to the this path of you know having your own studio in the path of like yoga and pilates you know, where have you come from? And, you know, I I really want to know about your journey of becoming unstoppable. Okay. Um, It's quite a long journey. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully you get yourself a cup of tea. (laughs) Um, So basically um, I'm originally from Wales 
Um, I've lived in Australia for seven years, um, but I'm actually an accountant. So qualified as an accountant and worked in the corporate um, space for over 30 years. Um, and I never really, well, I didn't really enjoy it. Um, but I didn't ever know really what it was that I was destined to do. Um, didn't even understand when people talk about now you know, your gut feeling. I think I was having a gut feeling, but I didn't recognize it. I didn't know what gut feeling meant to me. Gut, when people talk about gut, I thought this was something that people got when they drank too much beer. <laughs> so, <laughs> a beer yeah. that. <laughs> so I never even understood anything. And so I was never very spiritual either. Um, you don't get many spiritual accountants, I guess. But I was never very spiritual either. Um, and then 13 years ago, I had um, a life changing um, incident and uh, trauma in that my first husband was killed in um, a manslaughter incident, leaving me with three very young children. So I basically had a two week old, a five year old and a nine year old at the time. So as you can imagine, that was extremely traumatic, um, but also changed my outlook. You know, once I'd got past um, the, the initial grief and you know sort of two or three years um, later um, making me realize maybe that sort of everything happens for a reason and if there was anything to come out any learning if you like to come out of that awful situation out of that awful trauma was that you know you've got to live each day like it's your last you just don't know what's around the corner so I knew I wasn't happy and I was becoming even more unhappy in that corporate space um, to a point where I was suffering with quite a lot of overwhelm. I think my mental health, and you can imagine you've lost um, your husband and father of the children. And then, um, so I think my mental health, I was just, as, as we do, as, as mums, I was trying to just keep going. Um, but gradually my mental health was actually getting worse. And I was sort of dragging myself to the, the, the corporate job, but just knowing it wasn't, it wasn't right for me. And then um, I hurt my back and uh, my osteopath recommend I do Pilates. So basically that's how my love for Pilates was born. I started, I became addicted, started doing Pilates lots, still working in the city uh, in the corporate job. Um, but then realized that I wanted, when I realized how much um, Pilates could benefit people, I wanted to be able to do, so that's when I did my training. Um, and then basically I decided I wanted to run my own business. Um, but even opening my own business and running, a, still working at this point as well, um, I still knew that there was more to it. There was more that it was more than the Pilates and the yoga. Um, and I almost see that now as that's like the, the, the door opener, if you like, the Pilates and the yoga. But given my background and everything that I'd been through, um, I then realized that I wanted to be able to provide more. Um, and support people in particular around their mental health and that whole holistic space. So um, COVID happened. I gave up. I went part time in my corporate job, and then I was actually made redundant from my my part time corporate job. So I was the most excited person to be made redundant because I'd already started my business. So this forced me, if you like, into focusing on the business. Um, so so yeah. So I think I always knew there was something more for me that I wasn't in the right place. But it was this trauma in my life um, that sort of forced my hand in the end to say, you know, enough is enough. You're not happy. You're not in a good place. You need to do something about it. So and now in this space that I work in and helping um, lots of lovely ladies um, makes me realize that I am actually now in that place of being unstoppable and being able to help people. And every day something new comes to me that I can share 
um, with people to help them who might be in a place where I was 13 years ago. Mm. Well, thank you for being so vulnerable and raw and sharing that part of your story. And I can't imagine how difficult that may have been of losing your partner and going through all of that trauma and, you know, how that's actually affected you. But also it sounds like that trauma actually affected your body with your your back and that's, mm-hmm. you know, it mm-hmm. led to, you know, the, the journey of Pilates, but how that trauma had sort of come into your body as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a lot of the time when we're in the thick of going through something really challenging, we can't always at the time see that there's another perspective because we've been doing it for so long that we, do, we don't even know. We don't even think that that life can be even better than this because we have almost, you almost hit this rock bottom of going, oh my God. And then something happens like it, you know, and it sounds like something happened to you where you're like, well, I just want to feel better. And for you to feel better, it was, sounds like it was, you know, practicing, you know, going to, you know, a Pilates. And then it was, you know, doing your training as a Pilates teacher and then, you know, then having your business. So, yeah, I think it's sometimes it's one, it's literally one step, isn't it, of feeling better. Yeah. And moving away from a feeling that doesn't feel good in your mind and yeah and just that that's just amazing how you're able to say you know all of this has given me an opportunity to look at life so differently I that's a really such an amazing thing you're able to do now but was it always that case when you were going through that thick of thing going through the trauma did you think that you would be living in Australia and you'd be sort of living this most amazing life now? Uh, no, definitely not. I think it took me, um, probably took me about three years. Um, but say, in saying that, it's not something that you ever get over either. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I don't think grief ever leaves you. You just learn to live with it. Um, and, you know, people often say to me, or in the early days they'd say oh you're amazing you know you know me but it's not a case about being amazing it's a case of like stepping up and that you've just got to do it because what's the alternative um and I was very mindful of having three three young children and that they'd already lost one parent and um thinking well you know you've got two options here you either step up and you know help them through the coming years and yourself or you know I didn't want to become that person who just sort of um you know, sat back and didn't go for what I believed was the right thing for all of us as a family, a family unit. So, but it was certainly um, not easy and not to take it away from anybody who hasn't been able to do that. Because I I appreciate that there's people who might not be able to step up and have the, the strength or the courage to take it something forward. So everybody deals with grief very differently. Um, and to be honest, there's been some things that have crept up because um, in my passion, if you like, for moving forward, um, sometimes I feel like I haven't always dealt with the grief properly and that I would put a lid on it and push it down. So um, even like 13 years later, in the last few months, I'm still having conversations with coaches and with my children around some of the ways um, of dealing with the loss. And um, so, so it's no easy, there's no easy answer. There's no, um, you know, it's not a textbook answer and everybody's very different. Um, but in the year, early years in particular, I know it was a very dark 
place. I used to describe it to my um, counselors at the time. It was like being in a black hole and that you felt like you were climbing up the side of this hole um, and then you'd slide back down. But you wouldn't always go as far back as the previous time. So it's like trying to get out of a pit. But each time you slid back, you didn't fall as far back. So eventually you, you get to the top and you come out of that hole. Um, but sometimes you might fall back again as well. And uh, and the thing is about grief as well is that you just never know. It comes and bites you, um, you know, just when you're not expecting it. Um, so, for instance, the anniversary this time of year now, um, it was actually 13 years ago yesterday was the anniversary of my husband Neil's death. So he actually died 13 years ago yesterday. Um, and then there's a whole host of other anniversaries that come around this time of year. So even 13 years on, it's still um, quite challenging, particularly with the children as well and making sure that they feel supported around those anniversaries. So, um, so yeah, it's not always been the case, but I think it's just... Um, I suppose I've tried to separate them and think, right, okay, what can I do to step forward? What can I do for, for myself and for the children um, in terms of, you know, like when I, I always knew, um, so even before my husband died, we talked about moving to Australia. So it's something that we discussed um, and it just didn't happen then. Um, but then now I know that this was meant to be and that he would be absolutely made up for us and, you know, living this lovely life here. Um, you know what better way for the children to grow up than here in in Queensland so um, so yeah so it's still good it's still bad but and there have been bad days but if anything I think the bad days are what fuel me on to keep going to make sure that we can you know all have a good life here together in Australia as well whilst yeah. helping other people as well. Amazing yeah and I think that normalization of you know even now after so long we you know you still have those days especially around anniversaries where it comes back that grief comes back and I think sometimes we think there's a certain process for grief I remember when I worked as a social worker and people were like well there's different stages of grief and what we as research and time went on there is no set process there is um, it's more of a instead of a step by step you, you're going to go through this process it's like a circular emotion, you know, it's more when people are going, you know, we call it complicated um, grief when it was over the two years. So it was then impacting and influencing all the other areas as well. And that's why, you know, you sound like you've done the right thing of like going to speak to someone and, you know, that analogy of like feeling like you're in this hole and, you know, falling down but then each day you're sort of getting up a bit more you know and mm -hmm. sometimes we feel like we look at people and we're like they don't have any problems like I think sometimes we can make a lot of assumptions like people on social media and go oh my god they're doing so well and we can go oh my god I'm not really doing well but we don't know what's happening behind the scenes they might be like oh, I'm just staying in bed today or I might just be you know not doing all of those things. And I think in terms of becoming unstoppable, it's normalizing that we have days like that. And, you know, like, you know, having those days where we're not feeling as good and that's so I think we need to celebrate that that's part of the journey and we're still moving towards the desires that we want. And it's now you're supporting other women as well through all of the things that have supported you in your growth. 
And yeah. is there one thing that you find has been sort of the biggest thing that has just changed the way that you see things? Um, yeah, I think um, I've always been quite a positive person, to be honest. I've always been optimistic. Um, but I think the biggest learning for me around my husband being killed was um, this, you know, the feeling of live every day, you know, as if it's your last, is that you're from a positive and, and that sounds a bit corny. Um, and like you say, everybody you see on Facebook, you think, oh, you know, they're all living this perfect life and my life is not perfect at all. Um, and I don't always go through life thinking, you know, everything's perfect. There are times where I have, you know, flatter days. Um, but if there's something that would pick me up, it's that, um, you know, and being that person to, to try anything, you know, give it a go, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Um, and, you know, sort of t turning things around into a, rather than seeing things as problems, maybe seeing them as positives and, you know, what can you do each day um, as a step um, towards achieving those things. So, I mean, every day I meet different people at the studio who've got various, because we've all got um, a story, you know, it might not be um, trauma as traumatic or traumatic, you know, it's just that, and there's no comparison. You know, we're all, we're all different and we've all got our own stories. Um, so, you know, I, I just acknowledge when I meet different people who've got different stories to tell, um, just, you know, that we are um, all in a different place and how we deal with that. So somebody might not um, choose to be as optimistic and, and aim for something, but it, they eventually get to the same place. So you might just take a little, it's a bit like a snakes and ladders board, and you might just take a little bit longer to get somewhere. Um, but we all still have those snakes that take us straight back to the bottom. So, um, so yeah, it's just, for me, the thing I think that, you know, it's a, I always remember not long after my husband died, seeing on, the, on a car, like a car wrap, and it said, um, one life, live it. Um, and that just for me just thought well that's that's all we, we can do so um so yeah it's it's just trying to stay positive I think is the main thing that I uh, got me through it all yeah oh mm. that that's so inspiring and so powerful because sometimes we we don't always have it but I love you know you're so honest and you're so real of you know everything that you've gone and just embracing where people are because um we've all gone through different traumas and different, and like you said, stories and things that have affected us. Right. And, and it, it just depends on where we are because sometimes we make decisions and choices the best we can at that particular time on, you know, if we're having a really great day, you know, great, <laughs> we can handle the world. And then other days we're like, I did the best I can with the resources I had available, you know, yeah. and sometimes we just have to, be kind and even if it's like a bit of a snakes and ladders we're still doing the best we can so yeah that's beautiful I really really love that that analogy of like we'll still get there it's just sometimes a matter of going up the you know the ladder and then yeah. oh no the snake you know <laughs> and sometimes we can see these things and like damn it yeah um and sometimes these things happen and like you know, when they first happen, they take over and it takes over our body. And it's like, oh my God, you know, and you might be feeling like that for days or weeks, right? Or years. Some people have been feeling like that. I speak to years and years and years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, and then you do the work and it's like, you still feel, you still have days where you feel crap, but it's not as long, mm -hmm. not in that hole as, as long of getting out. And you're like, okay, 
And when you feel good, you're like, I know why I feel good because yesterday was a terrible day. And, you know, so, yeah, I love that. Yeah. And what do you prefer in terms of like teaching? Do you prefer teaching more the yoga or the Pilates? Well, I'm only actually a Pilates instructor, so I don't teach yoga. Um, we've got a team. There's eight of us at the studio. Um, some teach Pilates, some teach yoga, some teach both. Um, so I teach Pilates. But over the last few years or to the last two years, since I've become more spiritual, so I do Reiki as well. And I feel like um, the more you sort of delve into the spiritual side, you start opening up to um, more and more. So I have um, been, I've just recently completed a meditation course and um, I am now sort of dipping my toes into, into sort of started making inquiries around some yoga training. So I think the more spiritual I become, the more I'm feeling like I want to go into that, um, into that space. Whereas being an accountant and very sort of black and white and in my masculine, when I started, I think Pilates was, you know, it, it's it's practical. Um, I, that's where I where I found my place. And I wasn't like I say I, I wasn't in that sort of touchy feely spiritual woo woo world back then. And now the more I move into that woo woo space, I'm a bit like oh no, I want a bit more of this. So what's this space? I would actually like to do my yoga training sometime soon. So yeah, um, so yes, it's just making some time to fit it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing. I think. Um, yeah, and so different that you've come from sort of, like you said, a very masculine, you know, where it's such a different energy. It's almost yeah. like you've done almost the complete opposite, like accountants, very structured and systems and details. And it's almost like, you know, the process because you're just following and, you know, very methodical. And then you're, you're going into more of this intuitive, looking at the whole system. And now it sounds like you're really like tuning into that spiritual aspect. And yoga is, because I think sometimes when people first hear about yoga, they're like, oh, okay, I'm going to do, you know, I want to do those physical asanas or vinyasa, you know. Yeah. But when you really understand, yoga is so much more than that. It's like mm. just being. It's yeah. like off the mat, mm. you know, and it's, yeah, I love yoga. So I'm I'm a yoga ambassador. I love it. It's just it's yeah. transformed, and that was actually I love, I love doing yoga. So taking part in the yoga classes, I just now want to learn how to teach it as well. I think yeah. And sometimes we we always we we start with ourselves, and if we're really interested in something, and go, and sometimes it doesn't always make sense or whatever, and it's like that just. I'm just going to do it, you know, that sounds really good. Hmm. And then it's like this journey of fun and you're like, oh, this is really exciting and I'm really getting to know myself. And then we're able to pass that wisdom on to others and support them. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And so what's your vision for the world? What, what do you, what's your sort of your vision statement? What do you sort of want to leave the world what do you want to instow? What knowledge or wisdom do you want to instow on the world? Um, so my vision for um, my business, if you like, is to be worldwide, um, helping um, primarily ladies, um, sort of middle-aged upwards, often menopausal women. Um, and I just, my, um, something I talk about a lot is, you know, the mind makes the body. 
So it's all about starting with your mental health. So I'm a big, um, given what I've been through as well, I'm a big supporter of supporting your mental health. So you know, I often say to people, you know, it's, I would love to share the message, if you like, of you know, your mind builds your, your body. So spending time on things like meditation, um, you know, your self-care, making sure that you're in a good place um, means then that you can be the best person to give not only to yourself, but to others as well so that whole the mindset is for me is a big thing that I feel if everybody could embrace you know even things like um, journaling or going for a walk or just spending some time with yourself and slowing down to make sure that you're in the best place from your mindset and your mental health then you know I would love to do whatever I can to share that um, you know that message via our because we've got an online program we're just about to release an app as well where it's available where you can have your meditations your yoga your pilates your nutrition everything all on one app and then you know helping you be the best person that you can be so that you can then be the best for others as well. Yeah. Oh, how powerful. And, and really, you're so right. It all starts. I mean, I'm very passionate about mindset and really about how we feel in our, how we feel here mm-hmm. about ourselves. It affects every other part. And then sometimes, because I'm also studying Ayurveda as well, and how it manifests in our body. So sometimes mm-hmm. when we're really like stressed or you, we, we've got anxious thoughts, it manifests in our body. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, what can I do to nurture my body? Because then it it like balances it all. So that's a beautiful, I love that. That's such a beautiful vision for what you want to do. So thank you so much for sharing. And for people who want to continue to know a bit more about you, how can they, what's the best way to follow you? And they can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, which is New Dawn Pilates and Yoga. Or our website is www.newdawnpilates.com. And we also have a podcast as well. So watch out for our podcast, which is fairly new. (laughs) But the the podcast is very much about um, learnings um, from daily experiences and past experiences, not just about Pilates and yoga. Amazing. And what we'll do is we'll put all of those in the show notes so people can follow your journey as well so thank you so much dawn it's been an absolute pleasure having you here and sharing about how you've gone from trauma and now you're becoming unstoppable and now you're sharing that wisdom with other women so thank you so much so thank thank you you again thank you Thank you for listening to another episode of Becoming Unstoppable. If you're ready to start your journey of Becoming Unstoppable, please join my community of Becoming Unstoppable for soul-led, courageous female entrepreneurs. This is where I share weekly trainings and all great resources. Have a lovely day.